Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies let it resound loud as a rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Welcome to the Nine Points Podcast. I'm your host, B.H. We at the Nine Points Podcast receive our inspiration from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The scripture speaks to nine fruits of the Spirit of God and is read as follows. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We at the Nine Point Podcast try to promote these principles out of, their, out of obedience to God as a way to raise, sustain, and celebrate our unique families. Today's podcast is going to have at least two segments, possibly three. The first segment is going to involve uh, myself and my wife processing a specific um, portion of a book that I read recently. The second segment is going to involve a discussion with with our teenagers, Generation Z, known as Z Time. I'm going to talk to them about pride. And then if time permits, my wife and I will come back and talk briefly about uh, have a third section or segment that kind of will really be kind of like a summary of what we're about to go over right now. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us started and want you to know this first segment. I'm going to share a portion of a book, a good book, a brief book. Or I don't know if you want to, maybe you call it a booklet. My hand is literally longer than this book that I'm holding, but it has some very good information in it. Uh, It is called Who on Earth is the Holy Spirit? And other questions about who he is and what he does. It's written by Tim Chester and Christopher De La Hoyd. And it's a really good book. I mean, it's really good. It has a lot of information that makes sense. Uh, It makes sense, you know, to my mind and makes sense spiritually. And uh, there was a number of things that I read that really jumped out at me. But when I came across this portion, I thought about reading it and sharing it with my wife and just being able to hopefully be able to to share with you guys a a variety of ways to look at this, a variety of ways to discuss how it resonated on your heart and and what you think it might mean for us to do. So again, the main main 
title is Who on Earth is the Holy Spirit? The authors are Tim Chester and Christopher De La Hoyd. And what I'm about to read to you is coming from pages 46 and the top of 47. And I'll just go ahead and read it word for word and then bring my wife in. Russell Moore tells the story of how he and his wife adopted two boys from a Russian orphanage. When my wife Maria and I at long last received the call that the legal process was over and we returned to Russia to pick up our new sons, we found that their transition from orphanage to family was more difficult than we had supposed. I asked you if you wanted to sit in the chair. No, 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 no. We're going to have fun with this. You want to sit in the chair? Are you sure? Last time. Okay. Um, I'll start back. We found that their transition from orphanage to family was more difficult than we had supposed. We dressed the boys in outfits our parents had bought them. We nodded our thanks to the orphanage personnel and walked out into the sunlight to the terror of the two boys. They'd never seen the sun and they'd never felt the wind. They had never heard the sound of a car door slamming or had the sensation being carried along at 100 miles an hour down a road. I noticed that they were shaking and reaching back to the orphanage in the distance. I whispered to Sergey, now Timothy, that place is a pit. If only you knew what's waiting for you, a home with a mommy and a daddy who love you, grandparents and great-grandparents and cousins and playmates and McDonald's Happy Meals. But all they knew was the orphanage. It was squalid, but they had no other reference point. It was home. We knew the boys had acclimated to our home, that they trusted us when they stopped hiding food in their high chairs. They knew there would be another meal coming and they wouldn't have to fight for the scraps. This was the new normal. So I thought that was very powerful. It had, um, I could visualize that situation. I could visualize some people that had never experienced certain things that most of us take for granted every single day. Uh, the courage, the flat out um, terror and overcoming that terror with with faith and courage what it was like for the boys, what it was like for the parents who were only acting out of an abundance of their heart, who were ready and willing to be patient, but really didn't know exactly how they were going to be tested once they tried to take that next position. So before I start, I had the opportunity and the advantage of reading it fully word for word while, you know, while my wife was here listening to me. And before I share some of the things that stood out to me, or I would like for you guys to listen to my wife, who's 
screen name or Hollywood name is Velvet. Velvet. What, after reading this, I know that you read it on your own. What are some of the thoughts that come to your mind after reading that? Some of the images, um, what did you think uh, of uh, being that we have three parents, we have three children, two of which have special needs? Um, just the, uh, the perspective of parents, just ready and willing to do your best and knowing that there's something that can't be changed about um, their upbringing and bringing them along into a new normal. What do you, uh, what stands out for you as a mother after reading this and having your experiences as a mom? I think um, the first thing that stood out for me was when they talked about hiding food in their high chair. And so I know that if a child is in a high chair, they're still fairly young. So the thought of a very young child being young, but still knowing about not having and putting food in their high chair for later for fear that they won't have more to eat in the future um, really touched me because you think about as a parent, you know, you want to be able to provide for your children so they don't have feelings like that or they don't have to go through something like that. Um, so that's what really struck me um, with the, you know, with the text that you read. Um, I just kind of really reflected on that and what that means and just how we are as people that when we have something that's like, I mean, to me, eating is like a basic need. Like that's like you need to eat to survive. And so not having your basic needs met, um, I would imagine can cause like an emptiness in someone that goes through something like that. And then once you are being able to be provided with something, it takes a little bit of time for that person to adjust. So I would imagine you think about in your own personal lives of different things that you've gone through or that I've gone through that may have been very tough or left a void and just being used to being conditioned to live a certain way. And then when you have a breakthrough and you don't have to live a certain way a long time, it's difficult to transition very quickly because you're so used to living a certain way. So you know, I thought about that as well of just, you know, it just takes time. And even personally, I can think of various situations where, you know, I lived a certain way and then things changed, but I always kept, I would hold on to the past because I was used to it. It was comfortable for me, even though it wasn't always a good thing. It was just comfortable because I knew what to expect. And even though it's something that was good that was being provided for these children, um, it does take time. Okay. All right. Thank you, Velvet. Um, one more. I'm going to ask you one more question um, before we end this segment and then move into Z time. And that's the part of the parents. Being parents, <clears throat> there is there's something about loving somebody as much as we love our children. 
not having anything like that. I had pets before. And I really, really cared a lot about my pets. I, I mean, I love my pets. I was a dog man. I, I had a couple of dogs when I was growing up. And I love my pets. If they were sick, I was sad for a while. If they passed away, I was sad. I was very sad for a while. But having a child, somebody that responds to your voice, that instinctively responds to your voice, somebody that you look at and you recognize yourself um, and you want what's best for them. It just it was a it was a life changing experience for me and, and I'm sure it was for Velvet as well. But with that in mind. What do you think? Can you relate to a degree of what it felt like to care about someone? And, you know, like these parents here, they went and they adopted these people, these young kids from an orphanage, and they just wanted them to be happy. They wanted them to feel relaxed. They wanted them to know what it was like to have freedom and to know that there's a wall there and you can love and you can pray and you can take them to the restaurants and you can take them to amusement parks and you can fill the day with all sorts of things. But there's no way of knowing if or when they'll ever get it. What's what's that like for a mom? Um, I would say I'm not going to speak specifically on the incident or this the situation because it does involve somebody else and I don't want to uh, you know put information out there if someone else is not ready you know just to tell their story or to speak on it but um, you know we have experienced something um, to where you know the person had had like a condition um, that they couldn't help that was happening to them and we didn't know why it was happening but it just was and to watch that person struggle, you know, to do basic things, you know, to feed themselves or to sit still, um, it it felt it's a helpless feeling and it, it's painful. It's painful to watch because you can sit there and you can try to assist the person, um, but there's nothing that you can do. You can try to make them comfortable, but there's ultimately nothing that you can do physically to help that person. So I would just say um, I felt very helpless. Um, I did, you know, I did pray about it. Uh, but just going through it, it just felt helpless. And although Tim was there and we both experienced it, it still felt lonely, um, which is might be weird to hear. But I think it's because people have their own journey. And even though, you know, your own journey and your own path, and even though you can have people with you, that support you and that are going through it with you, there's still a loneliness about it. At least that's my own personal um, interpretation of it. Um, so I guess I'll kind of leave it at that. Cause again, I don't want to say too much and then someone may know exactly what I'm speaking about, but. And I'll, I'll, uh, we could really end this segment right there because what you said was so, so true and so powerful. But I must say this, going through what we went through in those situations, 
we wished for things and we prayed for things. Was it possible for you to imagine the joy, the relief, the satisfaction that we've had looking at their lives now when we were going through those things? Could you have imagined the joy and the opportunities that we are currently experiencing? Could you see that? No, it was beyond my comprehension. That's the way God works with us sometimes. He gives he gives us more than we could ever lose. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, he helps to remove those things that really serve no purpose. And we're given the opportunity to replace those things that were there before with the true foundation, which is him. So thank you, Velvet. We're going to stop this segment here and enter Z time. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chasing rod, felt in the day when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. We have come over a way that with tears have been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out with our gloomy past till now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. And welcome back to the podcast. This is Z Time. I'm your host, BH, and I am joined today by Newbie King. You need to scoot up here to be with us so that the microphone can reach you, my twin. And thank you for joining us today, folks. And today's topic, I'm going to ask you all to weigh in on something that I talk about quite a bit in the other segments without you. And that's this concept called pride. And I don't remember ever starting with you. I'll let you start today. You don't want to start today? If you don't start today, then you got to start the next one. So either you start, you be the first one today, or the next time we have Z time, you'll be starting. Is it going to be today? Is it going to be next one? Do we next time? Okay. Well, today's topic is pride. When I say pride, what do you think about? Either one of you, newbie or king. When I say pride, what thoughts come to your mind? Somebody who acts like that they're perfect at everything and and deny any type of mistakes they've made. All right, King, I like that answer. You want to go second? You want newbie to go second? You want newbie to go second? I saw you. I saw that. 
newbie, when you hear pride, what what images pop in your mind? What do you think of? I think pride when I first hear of it, like a carefree soul, I think. You got to do better than that. What do you mean a carefree soul? Like the act, like um, like the deed that they're doing prideful is it's like the carefree and like they want to do it and not like really a force. I don't know how to explain it, but that's what I usually think of when I first hear pride. Twin, if I say pride, what do you think of? What thoughts come to your mind? And is there uh, like an image that makes you think of pride? Either one of those. Mostly whenever I hear pride, I mostly think it's someone who's proud of something. Yeah, just something. Okay, to be proud of something means what? To be proud of something for me is pride. I mean, whenever I think of pride, that's what I think of. Some someone proud of something. Okay, next question. Do you guys think that something that do you guys think that pride is something that God wants us to have? No, it's not something he wants us to have because we're not perfect. I'm sure he doesn't mind when we when we're satisfied for doing a good deed, but just because of that doesn't mean that you have to keep no. Just because you feel that way doesn't mean that you're not better. Okay. Twin newbie, do you believe that God wants us to have pride? And explain your answer. For me, it just depends on like the context and like pride is being used for. Like if you're using pride to like abuse the system or something like that, then I don't think it's good. But if you're using pride to spare our awareness for something, then I think it can be good. I don't think pride is bad in all situations. But in some of them, it can be. It just depends on the context. All right, twin. Do you believe that God wants us to have pride? To a certain extent, yes. If you're too prideful, that could be a problem. But if you keep it to a minimum, just as an example, you're proud of something you've done and you're just proud of it, nothing more, and that's fine. But if you take it to an extent to where you're bragging about it and just so annoying about it, that's where it's too far and he probably doesn't want that. Well, this time I don't have to add. Well, I guess I'll ask each of you this one. Do you think is pride something physical? Is it something mental or is it something spiritual? Newbie, do you think it's physical, mental or spiritual? Emotional. Physical, mental, or spiritual? Spiritual. Twin, do you believe that pride is physical, spiritual, or what was the third one? I'm confused talking to her. What's the third one? Or mental? Probably spiritual and mental. King, do you think that pride is something that is physical? Mental or spiritual? 
three, physical, your heart, your heart begins to race or pumps faster when you're feeling satisfied. Mentally, it sets your mindset in a peaceful mood and spiritually, it gives you some energy. Okay, I'm going to ask Twin this one. <clears throat> I'm going to ask Twin this question. And I know you guys, uh, King and Newbie, you guys know this in in history. <clears throat> Twin, you and I both like playing a, <clears throat> a certain video game. You're very, very good at it. I'm not. But there's a video game that we like to play. And this video game has been out. Since I was an undergraduate, uh, since I was an undergraduate, it's been out a very long time. And actually, it was might have been before I, I went to school. But anyway, in this video game, every year there's always a, a super warrior king at the top that you got to beat. Some kind of warrior king that kind of you know, is just has things that they can do that nobody else can do. And people are afraid to counter them. Am am I correct? Most of the time, if you're playing someone really good, you just go for it because it would be a good opportunity, I guess, to see that person at work. Well, I mean, in the concept of the video game, as you're playing in story mode or as you're going up the tower, there's always somebody that's like the baddest of the bad. They got everybody else under them, right? Yeah. What do you think of that guy or that that girl? What do you think of them? Do you think they're, I'd like to be that way or that's a waste of talent? Or what do you think of that person that's at the top that you have to beat? In some of the newer editions of the video game, the person, the boss of the tower in the story mode has not been really good because there's not really been anything to take them seriously. In some of the older games, definitely, like, you'd be scared of them because there's, I mean, multiple things have happened to give them the respect they deserve. But in the newer games, there's not really, I mean, there's not really much that happens to where they're like scary or anything or to be respected so well if you as a regular regular guy would you ever want to be like that person are there things about that person that you think well even though they are evil these things will be good to have or do you feel like because they are evil, even the good things that they have are not worth it? I mean, some of their powers are cool, so I would take that. But other than that, nothing. Would it be worth having all those powers if you were absolutely corrupt and evil? No. All right. Thank you. And... I keep on wanting to call you by your real name, King and Newbie. We live in a time where there are a lot of, you know, dictators and there were warrior kings um, back in the, you know, in history. And 
you guys remember the Avengers movie, right? And and Thanos was bad business, right? No. Okay. I'm not going down that little path with you, Miss Newbie. But my position is that pride is a lot like that boss enemy at the top of the video game. It's purely evil. I believe that in the big scheme of things, pride is something that's spiritual and it comes into our minds and to our attitudes and into uh, subsequently how we treat other people. All of those boss emperors and the dictators that we have now that don't like to be held accountable when they abuse their power, don't want to be held accountable when the people say that they want to change, those people, even with the power and respect that they command from their title, I wouldn't want to be like that. And I wouldn't want any of my kids to be, I wouldn't want any of my kids to behave in the way that those people carry themselves. Because I see that as a person embodying what pride is. Pride takes wherever you are and it makes it bad. Wherever you are, it'll come where you are and it'll try to twist you. It will try to change you to be more like our enemy than our king. Now, see, my twins are in, in their Twiniverse. What do you guys think about? You guys have a question about my opinion, or do you disagree with my opinion? Well, I have a question about it. Do you mean like, do you mean like all types of pride in the world when you say that, or like only a certain type of pride? I believe all pride is bad. I don't believe there's a such thing as good pride. I don't think that saying pride in my pride in my community i don't buy it pride in my <clears throat> in my um whatever proud of the fact that i was able to win in this one no i don't buy it i think all pride is evil myself so that's my answer so you got a question or comment after that okay go ahead i severely disagree too Because see, there's certain kinds of people that like group together for to some. It's hard to explain. Like they group together to celebrate their pride. Like they're all like a certain kind. So some people, yeah. Come on, do I need to turn the TV off, or can y'all give me these last few? few minutes no we're fine it's just i mean some people just come together we're in the similar category of whatever it may be like proud of what they've done or proud of them being something yeah oh well i just disagree with your statement because like there's a thing you know, like, in June, there's a thing called Pride Month. Have you heard of it before? 
yeah well like those people usually like come together and like spread the like their love and like it's okay to like i don't know i think you've probably heard of it before and i feel like if you're doing something like that then pride isn't bad but if you're using your pride as like an abuse like abusing like your pride and like you're like oh i'm a leader i can like degrade them because i have enough power or something then i think that it's bad but if it wasn't like like if you're doing a festival to like um show like who you love and stuff then i don't think that pride can be a bad thing i understand where you're coming from but like i disagree when you say that all types of pride is are bad now some types definitely are but not the whole entire thing in my opinion all right king you've been hesitant well you've been listening uh, to your siblings and your daddy you've been very very patient um have you do you have any Anything else that you would like to add or something when I say that I think pride is always bad do you have anything that you'd like to weigh in I do totally see your point on why pride is a bad thing it's literally one of the set one of the deadliest sins after all yeah pride can easily pride can easily trick you and when the day comes you'll regret it later All right, well, I value everybody's input, and I would say that pride is that part of us that <clears throat> I'll you know I'll just leave it leave it at what I said. I do stand by my position that all pride is evil uh, because. The thing with pride is it's not what you do all the time that's evil, but it's the manner in which you do it and the attitude that you carry when you're doing it. <clears throat> that's that's the poison pill that comes with pride. You might do something that's good. You might you might have a goal that is a just goal. You might have a goal that's consistent with what scripture says that you should do. But if I have an attitude of those people that don't see it the way that I do are ignorant, they I don't care if you just ignore their rights and ignore their opinion because they're they don't they're not worthy of my respect anyway. That is what always comes with pride, always in all forms. It might not be manifest as the first words that come off of your lips. But when it comes to accepting a different perspective or accepting that the way that you see it today might not be the full story, there might be more to it. Pride doesn't allow that because it's too competitive and based off of insecurities. So what you guys said is the way that most people consider pride. And I'm glad that you guys shared your opinion. And I'm glad that all of you said that you understand where I'm coming from. But this is what you believe. That's good. That's why you got a seat at the table. So anything else y'all want to say before we end this podcast and go downstairs and eat? Well, stay safe out there. Have a good night's rest. 
um be thankful for your like this your um your blessings and god bless for anyone going outside and doing stuff to be honest protests be safe and don't do anything stupid so just keep it peaceful don't riot or loot don't mess up so the people get an excuse to attack and this is a very controversial subject so that's why i'm not gonna go too far much into it and yeah just be safe when you go out and make sure to not just make sure to wear protective gear if you're suspicious that you know people are gonna tear. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna go farther into it. All right. Thanks, guys. Remember, wealth is to be spent, but treasure is to be shared. God bless you. Be safe. Give praise to God. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, Thou who has brought us thus far on the way, Thou who has by Thy might led us into the light, Keep us forever in the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world we forget thee. Shadow beneath thy hand may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land.